Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, and so I will uh, try and use your time wisely. Not a whole lot to report on Homestead. We got a little bit more in the ground. Still have no rain. I think the tanks are possibly the lowest that I have seen them in my teenage slash adult years on the place, so. Jeez. At least 20 years, maybe 30 years of kind of semi-paying attention. Semi. But it'll come. As will the cooler weather, although that certainly does not feel like it right now. It is just still miserably hot for this time of the year. Just in general. I'm sure that those of y'all that live in colder climates have enough of the winter and would tell me not to wish myself there at least in the northern hemisphere in December, January or February but good lord right now Father thank you for today thank you for you Father and your Son Jesus Christ and your Holy Spirit Thank you for the time to record this podcast, the people that listen to it, share it, subscribe to it. Be with them and their families. Bless them. Keep them. Thank you for the reminders throughout your word to continue to pray in the morning, throughout the day, in the evening, even throughout the night, Father. Help us to turn to you in prayer more often. To seek your guidance, your wisdom, your counsel, your instruction. Watch over those out there protecting us, Lord. Our military, our law enforcement, firefighters. Bless them and keep them safe and bring them home safe to their families. And guide my words here, Father, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to go to another article. I I haven't done this, but I may do this every once in a while. I may start to do it once a week or so. We'll see. This is from the Epic Times. It's out of their September the 13th through the 19th issue. And it's an article by... Masara Kim, if I said that right, about William Murray. Murray is a missionary. Some of y'all may know him. I think I've heard the name before, but it's been quite a while. The 
but he's the son of atheist Madeline Murray O'Hare. And somewhere in this article, it talks about the fact. Yeah, there we go. At age 17, he was named by his mother as a plaintiff in her legal challenge against mandatory prayer and Bible reading in public schools. And so somewhere 62, 63, I think. He's quoted as saying in this article, he's quoted as saying, while more conservative Christians such as evangelicals view the removal of prayer from the public schools as the singular watershed event that changed America, it was not. Rather, it was part of a chain of events during the period that included the drug culture headed by LSD guru Timothy Leary, the counter culture, the radical underground, including the SDS, Students for a Democratic Society, and Simbanese Liberation Movement, Patty Hearst's kidnappers, and the so-called Love Inn, symbolized by the pop song about San Francisco. Many secularists who live outside the bounds of Judo-Christian Christian logic view the destruction as random, yet others see it as an overall plan, a conspiracy. This was not the case of an atheist objecting to prayer as depicted by the media. My mother was, was a dedicated Marxist bent on the destruction of the free enterprise system and its institutions and she viewed religion as one of the three legs of support of capitalism, as did Marx. The comment that he makes earlier about the single watershed event, how many view it as the removal of prayer from public schools, he's right that it wasn't. That happened really in the 60s, I believe. 62, 63. We've talked about it on the podcast before. There were a number of Supreme Court decisions from the early 60s all the way up until the early 90s. Removed the Ten Commandments, removed prayers, banned benedictions, etc. But the really the watershed, singular watershed event that changed America was the 1947 Supreme Court decision of separation of church and state. And you see here in his last part of this quote, his mother, she wasn't really objecting to prayer so much. She just wanted to destroy anything that had to do with free systems, institutions, right? And she, reviewed, she viewed religion as one of those. Uh, in fact, it's... It's the one that provides freedom and liberty. We talk about the quote from the New Testament so often, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom or liberty. 
right? And so you, you can't have communism or socialism as long as you have a God-fearing people. And so we'll run through a little bit more of this. Uh, in the 1990s, so he went to went to college, I think, perhaps, but in 1980 he converted to Christianity somewhere around there. Uh, wrote a book in 82 called My Life Without God and talking about his journey uh, from his very dysfunctional, right, very broken home life. to faith in God and Jesus Christ. He established in the 90s the first commercial Bible publishing company in the Soviet Union, uh, took Christians on tours, and as the Soviet Union collapsed, he actually made a prediction about the looming Islamic Jihad against the secular West. Made a number of connections after 9-11, highlighting the similarities between the governments of Saudi Arabia and the Afghan Taliban. Uh, continued to lead for religious freedom, championing the worldwide persecution of Christians. And that's really what the rest of this article talks about the first half is kind of his life and the second half is about this the the rights that he fights for across the world really particularly uh, in Nigeria it seems like based on persecution from being Christian he's got a quote in here Christians in America, in America who think that they're persecuted need to visit the men and women with life-changing gunshot wounds in the hospitals in the states of Plateau, Kaduna, and Benue. If I probably pronounced those wrong. They should watch the tears fall down the cheeks of a woman with four children married for 19 years who found out her husband was dead when a Fulani called her on her husband's cell phone to tell her that he had killed him and now she's quote inherited end quote to him as a wife by Islamic law. It's unfair what has happened in Plateau State and been used so many attacks and many people who have lost their homes, the Christians who church, whose churches have been destroyed and burned, farms that have been ravaged and destroyed, Irrigation systems that have been pulled out of the ground deliberately broken so the pipes can't be used again. Pumps that have been deliberately taken and worse. The worst is that people have lost their loved ones. They've lost their husbands, their brothers, their sisters. And he goes on to talk about how little we do in America for these people across the world that are being persecuted as Christians. He talks about the fact that the Sunni Muslim extremists, and, and, he, and he says extremists, this article does, but it's really not, folks. It's a lot like the left. It's not fringe left. 
those evil core values. And, and this isn't fringe Islam. Because you, you see this not for a few years or a few months or even a few decades. You, you've seen this for centuries. Right? You go back, he's actually quoted earlier as saying, America has forgotten its first foreign military operation was against Sunni Muslim pirates operating out of Tripoli during the presidency of Thomas Jefferson. You go all the way back to the Barbary pirates, right? Uh, the Treaty of Tripoli that we've talked about here a number of times. Uh, these attacks, this, this fight between Islam and Western civilization, even though it's crumbling, and it's just a little remnant left, the, the attacks on civilization based on the teachings of Christ, right? And, and we're still dealing with that 200 plus years later. So he goes to these different parts of Nigeria uh, as he has in other places, goes to the orphans, the orphanages that care for Christian children. Uh, Iraq was listed in this article again by Masara Kim in the Epic Times. And he tries to help as best he can, uh, which is what we're commanded to care for the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy. And I don't really have enough time, sadly, to tie this all together. I thought I was going to have more, but it goes back to his comment about our culture, right? And, and it really does go back to that 1947 Supreme Court decision that started the evil nonsense of separation of church and state and kicking God out of our nation and our institutions. If we don't put God back in our institutions, we're going to get a front row seat just like you have in China to the persecution of Christians in particular. And if we can't fix it here, then we're not going to be able to help anywhere else. We, we have to get a handle in America on getting back to God. And if we don't, then we're going to look up one day and and not only are we going to find that we understand very clearly the persecution of Christians and really minorities in general, religious groups in general, because you see that in communist socialist nations, which is the direction that the left is taking us, we're going to have lost our republic for future generations and the liberty and the freedom that comes with it. And you can't have that if we don't turn back to God in our families and individual lives and our institutions, our education in particular, have to have a Christ-centered education. That's why it's so important, because when we don't know truth and history, the Bible, first and foremost, right, then we lose it all. If you get a chance, share the podcast with one person today. I would appreciate it. If you get a chance, subscribe to the extra episodes over on Buzzsprout. It's $3 a month, and you get all the additional episodes that we do each month, the extra episodes. Uh, God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.